There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with uh, just me right now. It's just you right now? Because no one has their headphones on. No, they don't have their headphones. Oh, Officer Dave does now. Oh, Officer Dave's good. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up, everyone. Put your headphones on. Nana's coming Stand on to do the show. At attention. Well. Oh, is she? Yeah, cool. she's going to come in because Paul Mercurio is going to return oh, at 1130 yeah. today to do the show with us. I was talking to Josh Arnold about this last night, and I, uh, you know, who, who Paul Mercurio is, don't you, Josh, from from the Colbert Show? And no, from, I do not know. Oh God, you'll love him. He's wonderful. No question about it. We got uh, Josh Arnold with us, Andy, of course, Officer Dave, Tyre Carver's in, Catherine's coming in for a few minutes, uh, or in a few minutes, I should say. That'll be pretty cool. Um. So, Josh, I got to ask you up front, just to start. Did, did everybody? Oh, yeah, we should get back to the intros because nobody had their headphones on. So, welcome <laughs> to the family with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, Howard, otherwise known as Tire Curver, Officer Dave, and Andy Bernard. and yep. Turtle Dove, too, when she comes <laughs> in. And also, Kevin magnificent. is also elsewhere. Going hey, to yeah, an well, interview. I like that Turtle, turtle Dove. Turtle Dove. There turtle we go. Dove. We're coming up to that season of turtle turtle doves. Yes, we are too. Okay. Where turtle. did I get turtle dove from? Somebody always called his wife turtle dove back in the old days of comedy. I would have to assume it would be Jackie Gleason. Nope. No. Before him. Before him. Howard. How? Uh, Howard Lloyd. Harold Lloyd. <laughs> Harold. Yeah, that Harold Lloyd's going Harold, back. Harold no. Lloyd did that's, not speak. That's true. Yeah. Speak. We don't know what he called his wife. They had exactly. no microphones at the time. Oliver Hardy. Moving. Oliver Hardy. <laughs> Oliver Hardy's go, hello, turtle dove. He'd always do this with his fingers. <laughs> which I thought was rather funny, but it all works out in the end. So in any case, uh, a lot of stuff going on. But I did want to talk to Josh because Paul McCurio will be here in about 20 minutes somewhere in there. Uh, I'm watching television, Josh, and they're telling me the economy is going to get a lot better. Then I change the channel. They tell me the economy is getting a lot worse. Then I change the channel again. and They tell me, is there any one place to go to get the correct information or are they just going to throw whatever they can at you on television? That's just too bad. I don't want to say it all depends. It depends on the context to which we're talking about. Okay. And I'm being, I'm being very facetious here as, as you, as you do know, there is no really one station that you can turn to to get um, 
we'll call it fair and balanced mm -hmm. in, information about what's going on in the economy because most, uh, we'll say, strategists, talking heads, which would include myself in this, the Federal Reserve really has no idea where the economy is going. Uh, I'll say as, a, as an entirety. You can have at any one point in time different parts of the economy acting very well, other parts acting not, not so well. We have had uh, market strategists uh, talk for the last year and a half, a recession is coming, a recession is coming. Right. Sell stocks, put your money in government bonds, because if there is a recession, the Fed is going to drop interest rates. And as interest rates drop, bond prices go up. It's like a seesaw. Yields go up, bond prices go down. So bonds do fluctuate in value, just like stocks do. Difference, however, between bonds and stocks is that at an end of a period of time, bonds will give you back your initial investment, your principal, provided, of course, we're talking about government bonds or possibly municipal bonds, corporate bonds. Well, there you have another risk of whether the corporation is in business or not. So is the economy going to do well next year? Yeah, there are going to be sectors of the economy that do very, very well. My estimation, anything related to um, generative artificial intelligence or artificial intelligence and the expansion of, of that is going to do very, very well. You'll still have, in my estimation, um, companies that provide a service, uh, we'll say an experiential service. Those companies should continue to do well, experiential services. Uh, you go, Tom, to a lot of concerts. Well, maybe you don't anymore, but at one time you, you went to a lot of, a lot of yep. concerts. Concerts yep. are big. Live entertainment is still big. And the prognostication that that is going to continue and people will spend money on live entertainment should continue. That part of the economy and what feeds into that will do very well. So you have a company, and I've spoken about this before, live entertainment, um, which uh, stock prices has moved up considerably this year. So, but there are some analysts that think, man, that that company is still cheap on both a price to earnings basis or a price to price to sales basis, and given the number of live shows that are already planned, this company should do, do well. Uh, I, I do want to back up a, a little bit to give a little bit of a um, uh, precaution uh, that anything that I say on this program regarding any particular stock or bond may not be suitable for you. All investments do carry the risk of loss. So please, before you make any investment decision, please consult uh, your investment, uh, investment uh, advisor. Uh, that, that said, 
live entertainment could be is an experiential program or, or uh, company. Then you have people are still traveling and travel should continue to do well. So that still falls in the experience category mm -hmm. that could benefit companies as diverse as Marriott, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, Norwegian Cruise Lines, um, Hilton Vacation Properties, Marriott Vacation Properties, uh, Caesars Enter Entertainment, MGM Mirage, Las Vegas Sands, Wynn Win Resorts, uh, Airbnb, Bookings.com, also known as, as Priceline, um, Expedia. Uh, so those companies fall what I'll call in the experience category. You notice I didn't talk about airlines. Tough right. business for me to, to recommend. Too many, uh, too many issues related to airlines to, in my estimation, see a huge jump. So that's one, one area that should continue to do well. If interest rates come down even a little bit, and I'll look at more, they'll affect mortgage rates. So mortgage rates uh, hit a high not too long ago of 8%. Now, in, in a month, mortgage rates are closer to 6%. Well, that, that should spur uh, housing. So house-related companies, the builders, could continue to do well. And if builders kind of sl slide back a little bit, People are still going back and saying, you know, I know that we fixed up our home or spent some money several years ago spending money on fixing our house. So that helped companies that, uh, a few years ago like Home Depot and, and Lowe's, uh, Stanley Black & Decker, and anything related to home building. That, that part of the economy should do okay. It's not going to go into the, um, into the toilet. On the other hand, uh, now with interest rates coming down, people say, well, that could, could benefit car manufacturers. Well, I'm not so sure. Cost of cars is up, but many people are not going out and buying what uh, car companies are selling. Many people do not want to own an electric vehicle. Right. So electric vehicles... Uh, and manufacturers of electric vehicles other than uh, Tesla are having a tough, tough time. So that be an, an area of the economy I would want to avoid. Uh, now, interest rates coming down, well, people say, well, that's going to help banks. Yeah, in some de degree, that will help banks. It will definitely repair their balance sheets because as interest rates are moving up, the uh, bank's balance sheets and what they're holding in, uh, we'll say, in mortgage, mortgage loans, what they hold in government securities, interest rates went up. The value of those bonds went down. That had an adverse effect on the banks. Now, the, you know, if interest rates do come down a little bit, well, that'll help banks. But, again, I'm very cautious on investing in banks, so I've stayed, stayed away. Um, so again, coming, you know, full circle, is the economy good? You know, it depends on the industry uh, that you're you're looking at. Um, 
if I were to listen to Janet Yellen the other day before the Fed, um, the Fed meeting, she indicated that the economy is, is all right. She did not see a recession coming in, in 2024. Uh, she also uh, saw or, or f- that inflation is going to be closer to 2% by the end of 2024, then 3% or, or 4%. And she said um, employment is coming more in balance. Uh, the Fed, uh, in their meeting, uh, came out with another pause in raising interest rates and, it, and seemed to indicate that they could actually cut rates up to three times next year. That on uh, Wednesday just gave a huge boost to both the bond market and the stock market. There was tremendous amount of short covering. Um, so all three indices, the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P uh, moved, moved up a lot. And there was some follow-through uh, on Thursday, not so much uh, today being Friday, uh, on the belief that Oh, the Fed is done raising interest rates, and they're going to start cutting. My own sense, uh, if the Fed cuts once next year before before the election, I think that will be a lot. I think the Fed will continue with their mantra of higher rates for longer, at least to continue to jawbone uh, inflation down. Biggest components of Inflation, or still housing, and energy costs, and then you can add in the um, uh, wage wage growth and wages. I think are going to continue to go up at least a little bit. Uh, housing prices seem to have leveled off. Rents seem to have leveled off, and energy prices are actually uh, down in the last uh, month, month and a half from at least oil prices from $85 a barrel down to $71 a barrel. And that's, that's quite, quite significant. So inflation, you know, still under con- control. Um, now with, and I think the Fed is, is right to stay on pause for a lot longer the higher for longer mantra, now, uh, I think rates, you know, could come down down a little bit, but that's for the Fed to decide. decide. Longer term rates have definitely come down, and that's given a boost to um, the long-term bond indices. Now, I have stated that I am not a bond buyer, so I'll, I'll I stay away from bonds. Uh, I like stocks because if bonds do well, stocks will do well. If bonds don't do well, there are still companies that have done pretty good in that environment, uh, and particularly uh, one group of stocks this past year has done, we'll say, outstanding, that being uh, the companies known as the Mount uh, Magnificent Seven, Apple, Amazon, uh, Meta, also known as Facebook, uh, Alphabet, known as Google, uh, NVIDIA, 
which is a uh, semiconductor chip manufacturer, and uh, Tesla, uh, with the best performing one out of that group being uh, NVIDIA and then uh, Meta or, or Facebook. Um, I still am, I'll say, pounding the table on my favorite Apple, which I think will continue to do uh, pretty well next year, be a pretty steady move. It's not going to be a go-go uh, company. Uh, of course, there are a number of go-go companies, but if they go go-go up, they can also go-go down. Um, <laughs> yes. If I look broadly at some, you know, some of the strategists that have been talking, uh, very few that I've heard are predicting, you know, the S&P to, you know, continue to go up or hit 5,000. The S&P currently about 4,700. Um, so going from 4,700 to 5,000 is not that big a move. I would say that there are more strategists that I have heard that have been talking that uh, the S&P will go down anywhere from 8 to 20% next year and to stay away from stocks or minimize your investment in stocks and load up on bonds. Well, that was the advice that these people had given for 2023, and that didn't work out so well. Bonds, even with um, the long-term, long bonds coming down in yield, up in price, are still negative for the year, uh, while the S&P is up about 17% for the year. So up is typically better than down when you're talking about uh, investing. Now, having, you know, my, my belief is investing in stocks um, over for 2024 uh, could, could well continue to outperform bonds. Uh, but during the course of any year, year we're going to have three to four, uh, five to 10 percent pullbacks. And if, as the market does, or the stock market does well uh, through the end of this year, my guess is that early in 2024, there's going to be a lot of profit-taking in early January uh, to, to lock in some of the capital gains. And then there'll be some reinvestment, particularly as we start uh, reporting earnings, um, the second week in in January. Overall, I would say, Tom, that I am more positive than negative on the economy. Uh, I don't foresee a recession, maybe a, a, we'll say a, an economic or a slight slowdown, but not a, a recession. We are coming into a big election year and the likelihood of a recession coming into an election year, not that we haven't had one, and a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Mm -hmm. We did have that 
two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in 2022, the first six months. And since then, uh, the GDP has moved up uh, quite significantly, a lot of it on the backs of um, extraordinary government spending, uh, which some people would say is out of control. Mm-hmm. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. One of our listeners would like to know your take on Warren Buffett selling uh, $30 billion almost dollars in stock over the past year. <laughs> Jesus. Warren Buffett selling $30 billion of his personal uh, Berkshire Hathaway stock? No, Berkshire Hathaway sold a bunch of the stocks that they owned. They do that, they do that uh, I'm not going to say daily, but they sell a lot of a lot of different uh, companies and by by others. Um, um, Berkshire Hathaway unloaded a lot of bank stocks and uh, added to added to their position in a little company called Apple. They added a lot to a position in Occidental Petroleum. Mm. Uh, they just bought. What is it? I think they bought ten billion dollars worth of. Occidental Petroleum uh, th- this week. I well, think that's a that's a that's just a small small amount. So that's small at ten billion. Uh, ten billion. Yeah, that's. I, I get uh, very nervous at a five thousand dollar investment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, is that your car you're talking about? You buy that those <laughs> your car? Yeah, exactly. I hope it costs I have to more ask you a that. question about about. You know, going back a few minutes of what you were talking about, um, so you got uh, you got Meta and you got uh, all these other outfits. Who owned 
And how do they feel about owning MySpace? MySpace. What the hell happened there? Why did it just disappear like it did? With with Meta owning MySpace? MySpace? So, they bought so MySpace. Meta beca- uh, MySpace became Meta? No, no, thinking, no, Facebook became Meta. Facebook. Yeah, but Facebook. I'm talking about MySpace was the first, yes. the very first of all, all the, what do you even call it? Social media. Social space? media company. Yes. Well, yes. If yeah. people are, are not using it, it yeah. fades it, into the ether. Yeah, just but got like happened? got old and not the cool new thing anymore, so people just stopped caring. Yeah, it's just like. TikTok took over YouTube. I mean, yeah. that's just what happened. No, no, TikTok didn't take over YouTube. It's, well, I mean, YouTube is still huge. YouTube is, right. yeah. is still huge. But I mean, amongst huge. certain age groups, yeah. people just mm-hmm. go to the newest thing, right? But like Instagram took over Vine, for example. Mm-hmm. Vine yeah. just overnight, it was the biggest thing in the world, and all of a sudden it just died. And now we have three new things that are essentially the exact same as Vine, but those are cool and good. Somehow, just, who the hell knows why? A new fad, yeah. Whatever happened to Snapchat? Is that still around? That Snapchat is still still around. It still trades, okay. mm-hmm. and okay. like a lot of social media companies, they're all dependent on advertising. So if your product is not attracting a lot of advertisers, your business is going to start shrinking, and your stock price will will follow along with that. So sure. You have uh, Snapchat, you have uh, Pinterest, um, you know, have become smaller as, as some of the other social media companies have, have expanded. Right. That, I think it's, yeah, there's a lot of faddishness with social media. Yes, yes, there is. If you're not on the new one, then uh, you're not cool anymore. Right. So who owned MySpace? Uh, MySpace was its own thing for a while, and then it started get it started doing that death loop of being bought by this company and then bought by this company. Oh, and, okay. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Justin Timberlake purchased purchased it jointly in 2011, okay. and then Time Incorporated bought it 2016. Meredith Corporation bought it 2018. Viant Technology bought it 2019. And uh, that appears to be where it is sitting now. So it Does still it exists. Do anything? I, I think it's for like musicians. Yeah. To have oh, like, okay. their own little. It's almost like um, SoundCloud, I think. Maybe. Honestly, I, no one talks about it. I don't know if I've, I've no. heard anyone talk about the new MySpace aside from saying, hey, does MySpace still exist? Which isn't right. really talking about it, you could argue. Well, I Wasn't think, the, I think the, inter- the most interesting thing, though, when you're talking about social media, is the change that took place uh, early last year with uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, when uh, Meta or face- Facebook, which is Facebook, Instagram, and several of the other companies that they own, Reels, um, decided, you know what? Um, my employees are coming coming to me and saying, we've got a lot of stock here, and our stock we've seen drop from $300 down to almost $100 a share. You keep talking about this metaverse, uh, which is not making any money. We need to make some money. And Mark Zuckerberg pivoted and said, oh, we're going to have to have some cost efficiencies here. We're going to have to focus 
on our primary business, and he did. And the stock went from 100 to over $300 a share. And I'm sure that pleased not only a lot of uh, his employees, but a lot of shareholders. And that was a big, 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 big surprise when all of a sudden people get, um, get a little bit of religion when it comes to the survival of a, a business and what needs to be done. So that's a, that to me is a positive outcome there. Going back just to uh, caller's question about uh, Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> they're constantly, uh, we'll say, buying and selling companies, um, some that haven't worked out, some that they wanted to take some profits on. Uh, but Berkshire is a uh, fantastic, fantastic company and a very good, uh, I'll say, investment on a long-term long-term basis. It definitely is not going to be a go-go uh, investment, but over a long period of time, um, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, who recently passed away, have definitely compounded uh, investors' money. And I don't think... Uh, that that's going to, uh, I don't think that's going to stop. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Works for me. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Paul Mercurio just came into studio. Hello. Hey, Paul. How's everybody? <laughs> nice to see you. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was a suspicious, like, uh, what did he mean by that? Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I've got to buy Occidental. What is it? Occidental Petroleum? <laughs> Occidental <laughs> Petroleum. O -X -Y. Whatever role Warren Buffett's doing, I'm doing, but on a much smaller scale. <laughs> yeah, much smaller scale, exactly. <laughs> on a minuscule scale. Okay. Josh, what is the market for a tractor trailer full of? Blu-ray players that, you know, fell off the truck. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. My, my cousin Bobby on, wants to on, know. Hold on, I've got, I've, I've, I've got a call. Guido, Guido, Guido. <laughs> now that's racist. Why would you think I'm Jewish? Now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not Jewish? You certainly. <laughs> I know that. You're Jewish. I am Jewish. Yeah, the money, you know, you know the money. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy, here no, you Jews go. No money. Here you go. Come right on. away. No, what you? Right away. Well, you don't stereotype. Stereotype. Yeah. Well, Tom last week had a, an Italian on talking about masonry work. I'm not the racist. He is. <laughs> no, I am. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely Tom, right. Tom was exactly. telling me that he used to be an iron worker. 
Oh, there you go. See? Man, he was an iron day. worker, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'd be, I'd be willing to bet he might not even... He was not in the union. He was a scab. How's that? <laughs> he was a scab. I could see, I could see that. You know, the only time I've ever been on strike in my life... Well, I suppose I was on strike with Sagan Astra, but, you know... The only time I was ever on strike and actually pretended to carry a sign for a while was when I was an iron worker. That's when it was. So all I did was support the troops, man. There you go. There you go. Uh, Way to go, Josh. Now, Catherine's sitting over here talking about all your investments. She's all excited. Thanks, Josh. What, that you're a union worker? She married a union worker? She's upset? (laughs) That means she's saying, oh, my goodness. You know, I've got to pay this guy hourly now? Uh, It's true. There's no question about it. So, yeah, I just thought this combination of a Josh Arnold, Paul Mercurio show would be rather interesting. (laughs) You throw in Officer Dave Tire Carver, Andy and Catherine. I mean, you couldn't, you can't come up with a better show than that. There you go. Here, I haven't even met this guy. He's telling, he's telling me he's Italian. Now he's Jewish. You know, he's, he's calling out. <laughs> you every, listen, you every, sound Jewish. Every... The, way, the way you said it, he's Italian. Then he's Jewish with the thing and a boom. Uh, did you go here? Did I grow up here? No, I grew up uh, in, in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> yes. Now we've There's got another stereotype for no from Jewish the people in Minnesota. Tire, we're we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I moved here, and they, they people said, you're not from here. <laughs> no, yes, I am not that. from here. It's like a stigma. What brought you here? Herzl Camp. I was hired in 1975. Did you go to Herzl Camp? <laughs> no, that sounds very Jewish. <laughs> Zionist, Theodore Herzl. Yes. Okay, one there of the founders of Zionism. Mm-hmm. Uh over a century ago. Um, no, that, I, they, they hired me as their first full-time camp director just after I got married in 1975. My wife and I moved, moved here. That's a terrible time to be married. If you're a camp director, you're not going to be able to make out with anybody or any other girls. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I had, young... I had my wife. What do I mean? What do I mean? No, I, no, I don't mean anything toward. I'm just saying, like, he's you, embarrassed here. You hear, the you hear stories. T- this, this this kid is turning beat red. <laughs> you hear talking st- about me? Well, can't, yes, you. I no, I don't get. I don't get embarrassed. Trust me. But so, um, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. And every time I see you, it's like I'm sitting next to a superhero. It's annoying. <laughs> He yeah, I've never super- heard that one before. Were you aware that you're very large? Uh, no, I had no idea. <laughs> I am? Um, so, I'm sorry, so you came, you came I came, came here to, awesome. to run Camp, Camp Herzl, and then shortly thereafter got in the investment business. That's awesome. And, and you, been here ever since. And you, is your wife from New Jersey also? She was from Toledo, Ohio. Oh. We met at a summer camp. Wow. There you go. In, in, in the po- in the Pocono Mountains. Oh yeah, my some of my son's friends because we my son goes to school in New York City. They go to they go to the Poconos for you know summer camps and stuff like that. Yeah. Love the Poconos. Yeah, it's beautiful. So you don't miss New Jersey. No. You don't miss Camden. <laughs> you don't miss you don't miss the drugs. I don't know about the drugs in camp. The Camden? prostitutes. <laughs> no. Camden's a tough city. It's always been a tough city, right? My my dad used to say that he had keys. To three quarters of the houses in Camden. I'm thinking, you didn't need keys. There were no keys. People just walked in. It's hilarious. There were no keys. It's just kind of boom, whatever you want. Whatever, to do. whatever you want. Yeah. 
No, yeah. Cam Camden was yeah. really run down. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's still kind of it's gotten it's better. It's run yeah. run down. Yeah, Jersey um, City's gotten better though. Jersey, Jersey City's gotten better because of New York City. People needed couldn't afford the rents in New York City. They moved to right. moved across the river. And so you're in investments. You're loaded. I am loaded. I am <laughs> loaded. My clients have become loaded. Yeah, but then you commissions. No, there are no commissions. I just get I get fees. There are fees. no commission. I get a I get a fee oh, for managing the money. Oh, oh, you're a money manager. Yeah. The value of the my clients' accounts go up. I make more. The account goes down. I make a little less. I You've have... seen the commercials with Ken Fisher. Yeah. Are you a it's Ken like Fisher? That. Are you? In... No, I am Sorry. Josh Arnold, Josh Arnold Investment Consultant. Oh, are you solo? Do you have anybody else? No, my son. My son assists me. Oh, nice. You drive a Mercedes? No, <laughs> I, I do You're not close. drive. A, I, dr close, I drive yeah. a 2013 BMW M5. A 2013? 2013. You must not be very good at what you do. Love this car. <laughs> Love this car. You cannot replicate this car. It still has has more horsepower than I need. The M. It's the. Did you say it's the M, M series? Yeah. Those, yeah. The, those. And it, it has. See, you cannot get a car that's that has a manual transmission. Oh yeah, no, I suppose no, not. They don't make them. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Very rare. Have they? Do they literally make them at all anymore? Yes. Do they? Yeah. Wow. There's still very few models, but you can find stick shifts. Huh. I, st I still want to get the I have Cadillac a Blackwing. Wow. I have a very high. No, end. No. I have a very high end. I have a '72 Pinto. And man, Ooh, there you go. Don't back it into anything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I Boy, is that this. thing manual. <laughs> he pushes the car. Yeah, Peter works. Fred great. Flintstone. You got to use your feet. Holes in the floorboards. I got. We're very, this. we're very cautious with with money. Frugal. I overheard you surfing. say that you don't. You're not in bonds. No, no bonds. Why? You cannot make money in bonds. You're making an interest rate bet. Mm -hmm. And it, can you tell me tomorrow whether interest rates are going to go up or down? I don't know. You tell me. You're in the business. Well, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I got to do your job and my job? <laughs> no, that's a good point. I'm in some bonds as a no, safety net. They're that's safe. Really Why? Uh, Why? You used to be in, you're a young guy, or at least you look young. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> You're young relative. We should to go on the people. road together. We have like a natural chemistry. And Dave's the youngest in the room. <laughs> I have it split between Schwab and Morgan Stanley, my stuff. That's fine. And I don't know if I should just put it with one person, but I feel like I having, like having having two people is fine. Yeah, I'm one, sure many of my clients have one checks have the more other than, more than uh, more than me. I don't think I'm they moderately should. I don't, I don't think they should, but that's fine. I think they should have it all with me. I, I'm moderately aggressive. Not but, no, I, but I know that most, most, if I were to guess your portfolio, you might have um, up to 30 or even 40% is in some type of bond-related investment. The balance might be in a stock-related investment. Do you have individual stocks, or are you just in... Exchange traded funds and mutual funds. Exchange traded funds, and we have some individual stock. I have, uh, I have, um, I think we have, you know, McDonald's and some bigger things, and then you know we've got uh, smaller things like 
Johnny's Crab Cake House in Baltimore. I got stock in that. Sure. Oh, yeah. I would I would like that. <laughs> now, do they use what kind of crab do they use? I love crab cakes. Do you really? Yes. My wife loves crab cakes. She's like a connoisseur when it comes to like whatever. Can you get them out here? Yes. There's there are several places here that make very good crab cakes. They have cakes. crabs in Minnesota? No. No, they're, they're flown they're, in. They're everybody gets everything. crabs. Well, then if they're flown in, they're no, not wait fresh. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. He's, you know, he's a married guy. He says, oh, I got crabs. <laughs> I said, everybody can get <laughs> them. <laughs> ah, Jeff, don't be twisting my words. Uh, All right, I got to do my job here and tell everybody that Paul Mercurio is at the House Comedy tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, you can see him on the Stephen Colbert show because aren't you more important than Colbert anyway? I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I know one thing. <laughs> to everybody I know Stephen. one thing. I can work through in a burst appendix and he can't. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my tummy hurts. You know, I wanted to take it out with a pen, but apparently you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, Stephen, you don't need to go to the hospital. Let me just rip, rip it up. Three weeks before that, he got COVID and we lost a week of shows. The guys oh can't handle God. it. Candy ass. I'm, I'm ready. Exactly. Candy ass is a great. That is a great phrase. Candy. I haven't heard that in a while. By the way, no, I'm, I'm taking one of these mugs. You're taking a mug. Okay, thank you. I pre oh, that's no, very nice. Of you. Can thank I you. have one? There's the logo. Absolutely. This is an awesome yeah, absolutely. logo. You can have one. Also, I want to hear about your play. You haven't talked about your play at all. Oh my! Yeah, permission to speak. Um, this is a um, granted. Are, are you? A, are you a? Are you a one man show? It is not really. Uh, it's it involves the audience. So basically, um, the premise of the show. It's uh, the premise of the show is. I bring. I, I Tom will tell you. I like to talk to audiences, and more and more I talk oh, to them, more stories phenomenal. I get out of them. And yep. so, um, and Tom knows. Like when you interview somebody, that the more questions you ask, the more you get. Mm -hmm. Really great stuff. So it's not a crowd work show, which tends to be like real quick hits, and then you just kind of make fun of somebody, whatever, mm -hmm. and you know. Um, and so he, this was just born out of me doing my thing, especially at the late show and like talking to the audiences and I bring people on stage and they tell stories from their lives. So I tell stories, I've got the comedy that I do in it, but the premise of the show is we're kind of, we're disconnected, we're nameless and faces to each other. But if we, um, if we sort of talk and share stories, we realize maybe we have more in common than we think and maybe we're not so divisive. It's not a political show. It's just born organically out of just, just these crazy stories that I was getting from people. And yeah. some Broadway producers saw me doing it, and they said, well, those people plants. And I'm like, no. They go, well, how did it work out? I'm like, I don't know. I just talk to people, ask them questions, and the funny just bubbles up from them, or I kind of find where it is. And and uh, then it became a Broadway show, and then we had to close it because of COVID, and now we're bringing it back out on tour around the country. And we're going to Orlando, Florida in December. I want to bring it to here at Minneapolis because, you know, it, these are pe people are great here and I've been here a lot. And yep. it's just been insane. Like, I had a woman, I said, what's your name? Uh, oh, by the way, Frank Oz is directing it, who, you know, created, the, created the Muppets <laughs> and uh, uh, Yoda. You know, Yoda and all of that. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. And uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Bowfinger. And um, Jim Fenhagen is the set designer who designed the set for The Late Show and the Olympics. And my animation is done by this guy named J.J. Settlemeyer, who's done Beavis and Butthead and SNL TV Funhouse. So I got the B team. And um, <laughs> I'm carrying them, you know, what can I tell you? Carrying the whole load. <laughs> exactly. So, they, so I said to a woman, what's your name? She goes, Nydia. I go, Lydia? She goes, no, Nydia with an N. I go, well, that's a unique name. How'd you get that name? She goes, well, my father got my uh, mother pregnant with me, but at the same time was having an affair 
with a woman named Nydia, and he named me after the woman he was having an affair <laughs> with. Oh, God. Oh, wow. I swear yeah. to God. And that's all I said was, what was you? And the whole crowd did the same thing you did. And so, and then I had another guy. You, you would appreciate this kid, this, uh, this young guy, Tom. Uh, a real, like, New Yorker street kid with, like, a cheesy little mustache. Maybe he's, like, 25, 26. He, I go, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I go, what's going on? You look like you're in a bad mood. He goes, yeah, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I go, why? She goes, oh, she... She was shoplifting. She got arrested for shoplifting. I go, oh, yeah, I could see how that would upset you. He goes, yeah. He goes, I told her not to shoplift at CVS. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody went, like, what did he just say? We can't hit that place again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. At CVS. I go, yeah. He goes, you know, well, uh, wait, did you? He goes, yeah, well, I taught her how to shoplift. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I've been stealing stuff since I was 12. Like, I would steal bikes in the neighborhood and sell them back to the kids I stole them from or beat them up. Oh, my, <laughs> my gosh. This is Tom's kind of kid. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So he goes, so then I started stealing stuff because I realized, you know, you could get some nice stuff. So she saw me getting nice stuff, and she wanted to learn how to shoplift. And I'm like, I'm not going to teach you how to shoplift. She goes, why? He goes, because you're going to just waste it. You're going to, like, shoplift at, like, CVS. And what's the point of shoplifting at CVS? What, are you going to get arrested for, like, stealing lipstick or something? So she kept nagging me and nagging me, and I finally told her how to shoplift. And what does she do? She goes to CVS and gets arrested. <laughs> this is all, the beauty of this is that he had no self-awareness of how effed up this was on so many levels. <laughs> he thought it was all perfectly normal. And that's what was great about it is that he wasn't trying to be the joke or in on a joke. He was just, so I go, what happened? He goes, well, I went down there. She called me. She goes, uh, coming, I'm in the squad. He goes, I, it's actually, he goes, uh, he said to her on the phone, that's your problem, not my problem. I'm not coming down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is my kind of guy. Jewel of uh, a and, man. And, and he goes, and he goes, uh, Finally, I went down there, and I go, what happened? He goes, well, we got in an argument, because sure enough, you know what she sold? <laughs> Mascara, lipstick, and a, and a fingernail clipper. Who gets arrested oh. over a fingernail clipper? Now he's screaming on stage. And I go, what happened? He goes, I broke up with her. When? He goes, in the squad car. I don't have anything to deal with her. That would erase itself. It oh, is, that is oh, funny. That's hilarious. It's like it's just been unbelievable. I mean, I could, I should have brought some. I got, I should have given you some clips to play. I could send them to you. We could play a clip if you want, like <laughs> while we're in break or something. But like, yeah, it's just been amazing. And so uh, we want to take it out on tour, and then, uh, and and then uh, I, another couple, older couple, seventy-ish. Uh, you're married. Oh, we just got married. How did you meet? They. Um, they met uh, through a dating website, and then and then you peel the onion back, and it turned out they met an, on an S and M dating website. Oh, yes. oh God! Yes, yes, and they look like your grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> He's got like sensible shoes on and an LL Bean shirt, and then meanwhile, sh 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 you know, like it's just you can't write this. You can't write. And the woman said, yeah, I, uh, I like to be submissive. He's a dominant because I like to not have to be in control for five minutes in my life because I have a big, important job. Yeah. So Ooh, I took her okay. home. And then stuff happened. Because <laughs> that's wow. how I roll, people. <laughs> that's how I roll. One of my favorite oh. Paul Mercurio stories of all time is that I believe it was the very first day I met you um, over at Midland Hills over in St. Paul. Here comes Rick Bronson with this comedian. This is like 20 years ago, mm. something like that. Oh, I want you to meet uh, Paul. He's on the, that, you know, he's on with us tonight at House Comedy. And by the way, Paul is at the House Comedy returning after that 20-year stint. So uh, we go out and we golf and we go 
the front nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Finally, on the 16th hole at Midland Hills, Paul Mercurio made a putt, raises his putter, and ran around the green about 55 <laughs> times. I will never forget it. As long as Woo! I Woo! They, would, they, would, they, would have, they wouldn't have let me on the Caddyshack course. I was so bad. Yeah, I was having a rough day. Meanwhile, Bronson's like, everything's going in the... And you're really good. And I just felt like a complete ass because I couldn't get anything in the hole. I, even when they weren't looking, I tried to cheat and I couldn't get it in the hole. <laughs> That's golf. It's exactly one good shot, and it's like, okay, I'll come back. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's addicting, right? It's like a slot machine. I forgot about that. That was so fun that day. That was oh, so it was fun. great. Yeah, and I did. I just ran. I was like, because it was just because Bronson at that point was just giving me such a hard time. He just was needling me, needling me. And, <laughs> uh, so I slashed his tires. You know, that's what Why you got to do you? sometimes. Walk home, <laughs> Caddy. Uh, that in a great course. Yeah, that was great. It was indeed, but Paul, I, and again, I, I hate to press you too much on it, but you got to tell at least one story about your birth family, whether it, it you know, your immediate family, your cousins. Mm. We already told the magnificent story uh, this morning about uh, Bobby. Bobby's oh, your cousin, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Catherine loves to hear about Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell it again if you want. I don't care, but uh... oh God, it's a different audience. I would, we would love to hear it. Okay, um, so. I come from an Italian family on both sides, you know, and uh, and I actually think Jewish people are very similar. It's f about family. Food is a big thing. Yeah. You know, there's a there's emotion where you wear the emotions on the sleeve. My wife is not. She's a wasp, a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, so they don't emote very much. No, not, a, not at all. No. Zero. Yeah. They're dead inside. And uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, grew, I, I grew my neighborhood, you know, it's. As, as I've talked to Tom, my neighborhood was was Jews and Catholics. Right. Most of the Catholics were Italian right. Catholics. And, it, and it's similar. It's a very... And you... I get mis mistaken for being Jewish sometimes, and you look like you could be Italian. We kind of look yeah. like each oh, other. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let, let's, Stay there. Let's go. Dad. Yeah. Uh oh, we're going to get a picture. He's coming over. Just look at the camera. Oh, look at that. Look. He's got much better this hair. This is me in 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. I told you he's a young guy. 40. He's a young guy. Oh, we got him. There you go. He grabbed my ass, everybody. Uh, so There's not much great. there. I know exactly. There isn't. <laughs> and, uh, uh, sorry, Tom. Oh. I'm taking your show off the rails. And uh, no, no, no. I want my show off the rails. Tom's, Tom's, Tom's loving that. So that's it. I am. So I so am. I grew up, you know, similarly to you, but my wife. She's, they don't, they seriously, like, I have to pull stuff out of her. But, like, the Italians, <laughs> it's like, it, you know, it's so, uh, th so we had, we dated, we met in high school, and one of the, was like, I don't know, one, a month in, I take her to the big Sunday family dinner, you know what I mean, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like all the relatives. And my uncle Archie, Archie, there you go, <laughs> that's Italian, he's in Naughty Pine Basement, with like low ceilings and everybody smoking. Everybody, 11 right. year old kids wow. are smoking cigars. Everybody was smoking, right? Like, no smoke eaters, nothing. It's just like, hey, let's have a cancer party, everybody. Yeah. And there's just like the size of this table, just food everywhere. Food just coming out of the ceiling. And my wife is, and she's like, and she, they don't, this, 
She's not never the, seen no, this No, the Jews, food. the Italians, Latinos. No, oh, my goodness. No, their idea of variety is green beans, the philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have steak and potatoes. Let's mix it up with something green. Hey, okay, go to, right? And so, and they basically, hey, and so they basically, all this food's coming out. And there's the first course, there's the calamari, then there's like the snail salad, and she's eating that. And there's the, then there's the third course, there's a the mozzarella with the, th and then she's chowing on I go, you better stop. She was, you know, meanwhile, we're like on the ninth course of the eighth version of pasta. And so, because it was the diabetic Sunday. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was a chubby kid. It was like, have some bread with your bread. Like, that was our thing, right? Literally, my father would just make me toast and cocoa in the morning. That was my breakfast. Butter, toast, and, and, and he'd go, get out. All right, get out. And so we, so we have this big family dinner, and then we're leaving. I'm driving home. I go, so... You know, you're a little nervous. Like, what does your girlfriend think of your family the first time? And, you know, everybody's there. My cousin Bobby, who's in the mob. My uncle John, who literally looks like, who, he makes Einstein look like a well-dressed man, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's all disheveled. He's brilliant. They could only afford to, so my grandparents are Italian immigrants. They could only afford one of the five kids to go to college. And they, John, Sophie's Choice, kind of thing because he was clearly the smartest one of the bunch so they were like yeah we're not going to waste it on any of you so he went to georgetown dentistry school okay could have been a professor in dentistry my mother says but was brilliant but like his hair was all over the place he was always unzipped right he was a mess he was like a mad professor and when he worked on you you know you put the the, the bib that you lie on and it's like a plastic bib he would smoke viceroy cigarettes while he worked on you i swear to god i swear to god, Tom, i don't know if i ever told you this story so he's working on you it's like ah goddamn communist and as he's talking the ashes are falling and burning a hole one time the thing actually lit on fire, right? <laughs> and then he goes, and, and then he's like, Dave, that's right. And he's like this. And he's mad at me because I'm on fire. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm on fire, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> and so, and off the air, I can't say it on the air. He did something once that was like, whatever, but I can't say it on the air, but I'll tell you off the air. But like, so he was insane. And then there was my cousin, and my, and my he thought my cousin Bobby was a bum, which he kind of was, because he was always just scamming and stuff. They'd argue, right? There's somebody else there. So I said to my wife, what'd you think? She goes, it was really nice, but let me ask you something. She goes, why was everybody yelling at each other? <laughs> yelling? Yeah. No, that's normal conversation. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. There you Jewish. Go. Yes. I go, that's oh, exactly right. Question. I said, what do you mean yelling? I, I literally didn't mean she, no, she, she goes, well, they were yelling. I go, that's such, no, we just, that's the way we talk. It's that's like, you know, volume. yeah, pass the meatballs. What did you mean by that? I never loved you, you know. <laughs> and so that was her first entree oh, into this family, you know. And then my mother who's insane and started a furniture store in 1960, okay? Mm -hmm. And she's 96 now, and we just closed the store after 63 oh. years. You didn't want to work wow. in it? No, well, my mother's lazy. She didn't want to keep working, you know. <laughs> she couldn't pay I'm like, really, Ma, you Hauling can't hold it out for one more year? Pulling the couches around kind of got hard. <laughs> she's mad, she's mad at us. She was secretly making lists of other stores' locations to open behind our back. <laughs> She's insane. And you, do you ever try to throw something out, an old person? It, 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 this no, is what you have to do. Go. It doesn't go. No. So I'm, my brother and I are clearing the store out. So just imagine a house, but now you've got a store. It's 90 to 63 years with stuff, catalogs and this and that, papers everywhere. So one day, we're, and we're rushing to get the thing closed. So we close it. 
throw some papers out. I throw some papers out. I look back. The papers are back on the counter where I, they were. Okay? <laughs> right? This is all true. I go, okay, that's weird. I guess I thought I threw them out, but I didn't. So I throw them away again. I look back. They're out again. Right? And third time, they're out. You know, so when my back is turned... She's grabbing yeah, the stuff. The little, the I little, can't throw it. Yeah, the little tiny little gerbil person is grabbing them and pulling them out. The little pack rat, right? So this is how you have to throw stuff out with my mother. You know the scene in The Godfather where it goes back in time? It is the early young Don played by Robert De Niro. Yes. And yep. he shoots Don Fanucci, the guy in the mm -hmm. white suit, in the cheek. Right. And then he goes yep. up on the, on the rooftop and he breaks takes the gun, he breaks it, and he puts throws. it in different pipes. That's how you have to throw stuff out with my mother. You have to take every sheet of paper and rip it up into pieces. <laughs> and then you have to run around the neighborhood and go, excuse me, uh, please throw this piece of paper out. A crazy little Italian lady is going to come here in about an hour asking where it is. <laughs> You never saw me. You never saw me. I was never here. I was never here. She's, she, she, we had to have her car fumigated. I'm going to say that again because only one person on this broadcast laughed at that. Apparently, you've heard this before. She had her, so here's what happened. She was going to have, this is when she was like 88. She was going, she's still driving at the time. That was before she, uh, that was just before she ran her car through the hedges in her own yard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, I guess you didn't see that hedge jump out at you, Ma, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so we had to take the license away. So she goes and she's having some girlfriends over, and she goes and buys some cold cuts and cheese and this and that and bread. And then she realized, and my mother's very, was like, oh, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's why she started her own business. She didn't want to work for anybody, and she didn't want to just be I think home. that's tremendous. Yeah, she was, she, there was something in her DNA where she's just like, she said this to me the other day, why do I need to play by the rules of society? She, want, she had a family and whatever, but she wanted to have a career. And, you know, people thought she was crazy back then, and she'd get chastised for it, you know. But, so... She, uh, she, she realizes, oh, she got the food in the car. Oh, I, I, I got I wanna, she wanted, she wanted to get a top or something. She went to Target and then like, so she goes in and she puts the food, some of the food, including the cheese under the front seat of the car. Oh, good. Right? Oh. And it's July. So then she goes back oh. and she has the thing, but she forgets that the cheese is under the front seat of the car, leaves it in the car for two days, two days oh, with the windows up. We had to have the car fumigated. I'm not making any of this up. And I said to her, Ma, why did you put the cheese under the front seat of the car? And I'm quoting now, oh, I didn't want people to steal the cheese. <laughs> well, makes sense to me. <laughs> there you go. Apparently there's like a Gouda thief running around Rhode Island. So it just became, it, it just became too much. And, and so, and so my, and, and then my cousin Bobby, is um, his father, my uncle Archie, would run numbers out of his barbershop. And then my cousin, who's a, could have, like, he was a smart guy, he could have gone to college, he was always going to make a million bucks the easy way. And he's a handsome guy, 6'3", a jock, like, literally looked like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. He still does. He's still got, like, a quaff of hair, <laughs> except it's gray now. He looks like a giant Guido skunk. And, <laughs> and, he, and he smells worse than a skunk. He wears the cheapest cologne. Mm. And he's always got, like, tight clothes on. And he's still got a, you know, pretty... And he, would, he stands in front of the social club, just like in Sopranos, and he's always, like, standing there, and he's, and he's always... But the legs are always moving, like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> he's still smoking. He's yeah. still smoking. He's, he's smoking. <laughs> of course, he's smoking. Hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, woo! 
you know, all that stuff. Like, but the legs are moving like he's got live snakes in his pants, you know? He's got, like he's a snake wrangler, and he put them in his pants. He just got back from Florida. So... <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't put a pass on him. He'd be selling snakes illegally. And so, and so he basically, he, would, he always had a scam. He always had like, you know, if you went to college or anything, you were a rube. That was whatever, chumps. Mm -hmm. You go, you get a thing. And a guy, he knows a guy who's got a thing. And then he knows another guy, whatever. So like, at one point, he was selling stuff, like, different. At one point, he was selling out of the trunk of his car. He was selling suits, ratchets, and car alarms. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why not just the suit? It just, There's no thing to him, it, made, it was car alarms he stole out of other people's cars. <laughs> and he had no idea the irony. Like I said, Bobby, the fact that you were able to steal this means it's not a very good alarm. He goes, what are you talking about? It just doesn't have the box. Here, take it, right? <laughs> so he literally would come with his 4-3, and, he and he's like, hey, what do you need? You need ratchets? What do you need? Right, right. And he's like, there was always a, there's always like a tick too, like a little thing over here, like doing like that, right? So then, my father passes away, and it's the summer, and there's a funeral, and it's an open casket funeral, and I'm standing right next to the casket, and everybody's showing up in like grays and subdued colors, blues, and then here comes the receiving line, and it's a long receiving line, and in the distance I see an orange dot coming at me, <laughs> and it's Sir Bobby, okay? <laughs> he's got a fluorescent orange silk shirt on. Yeah, unbuttoned, gold chains, like down to his belly button. Yeah. White patent leather belt and pure white slacks. Essentially a creamsicle with chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then white mesh loafers, because we didn't put socks on, because it's the summer, you know, it's fashionable not to have right. socks. Yeah. But you got to put powder on your feet to keep them dry. But Bobby, being the greeter, there was put too much powder. So every time he'd take a step toward the casket, puffs of white smoke were coming out of the tops of his shoes. And then he goes up to the casket, says a prayer. Now I'm laughing my ass off. My father's next to me. I'm laughing my ass off. Says a prayer. And, he, and so now imagine this is the casket, and behind me is all the people sitting just facing yeah. the casket. He does like... He does the thing, and then he does like an Elvis turn, like this, to everybody in the place. <laughs> and then starts hitting on women at the funeral. Fast forward the end of the funeral, we're the last ones, the family, to leave. It's dark. It's night. I look in the parking lot. I see a trunk open, a light on, and there's Bobby holding a suit up, trying to sell a suit in the parking lot of the funeral home to one of the guys that worked at the funeral home. And the guy goes, no, I don't need another suit. He goes, nah, this is a good suit. That's a piece of shit. This is a good suit. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just, like, it's just... Um, we'll close with what did he give you before he left the church at your father's funeral? Oh, he goes up to the casket, and as a tribute to my father, he put a car alarm in the casket. <laughs> Nobody's breaking into this castle. No, exactly. <laughs> we'll know if he comes back. <laughs> and then he comes up to me. I'm glad you reminded me that time. He comes up to me. And, you know, they, they, they do the prayer. They did the casket. They come over and they shake your hand. I'm sorry for your loss. And he goes, hey. And, and I'm not doing this to be funny. He talks like this. He goes, hey, Paulie. Paulie goes, uh, Uncle Atta. That was my father. Uncle Atta, he was a good man. Here's, here's a little something for the funeral. And he palms me $50 like I was a mater d' in Goodfellas. Like, hey, give me the good table over there. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's like palming me money for the... 
<laughs> Even that's that is that is outstanding. Then there's no irony. Like it's like the same thing with the shoplifting kid. Like they there's no irony. Like this is they really think this mm-hmm. is normal. good, yeah. normal, cool. Like I did something good. You know, yeah, you know, I show up, I could my half my body's exposed at a thing, I got powder everywhere. I'm, I'm like Linus, you know, there's just the, the, the whatever, who's this big pen? Big like, you know, and he just he's always got a thing. He's always got a thing. He's all, like, he was running $100,000 a week out of my uncle's house after my father died of numbers. Wow. He was driving a Mercedes, his wife's driving a Jag, jewelry, furs, no visible means of support. He's in the house like 15 hours a day. <laughs> they arrested him. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, uh, and now uh, he's an investment advisor for Fisher. And, uh, <laughs> oh, there you go, Josh, your buddy. But not for me. No, exactly. Not for me. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Paul Mercurio is going to be at uh, House Comedy tonight and tomorrow night. You can see him on The Colbert Show. How many appearances do you do a year on the show? I mean, you're a producer of the show, but well, you also appear. Yeah, kind of like a like i just wear different hats it depends it's sort of like uh god it must be i don't know maybe like a dozen a year or something like that like yeah it's like yeah we we just you know i i'll do stand up on it or do a sketch on it and you know steve and i go back to the to the uh to the uh daily show together mm-hmm. and, uh well we used to get in trouble with the stuff we would write for that <laughs> what yeah well you know they they wanted us to kind of push the limits cuz it was a new show for comedy Central. right it, it was funny Thanks. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it with, well, with yeah. John Stewart. That's all I mean. Was, was... He didn't do shit. <laughs> there you go. Another, another Jewish guy taking credit for the Italians' work. Yeah, keeping you down, Josh. Yeah. He's keeping you down. Uh, you know what I mean? You come on. This is all we have. You have all the money. Let me have that. Come on. No, he. I like we, the way you he, put that. I have all the money. <laughs> I, have, I have all the money. There you, you go. Can he too. made the show. He he focused the show. Uh, he, he's he's brilliant, and because um, when we started the show, we were doing, we we were scattershot, not in a bad way, but it was like we were covering, we were doing stories from the enter- world of entertainment and politics and sports and whatever. And he just felt like, let's zero in on politics and the media's coverage of politics because there's enough there for a million years, right? And then mm-hmm. that, that kind of, and then we would do what they call field pieces, and the. The show was always a parody of news shows or like 60-minute field pieces, right, mm-hmm. with the earnest reporter out in the field, right? So <laughs> this was around the time that they were cleaning up Times Square, and it was no longer smut shops and all of that. <laughs> and it was became literally sort of, they called it the Disneyfication of Times Square. The Disney right. store, all these oh, stores. Oh, this huge store. You M&M, can you yeah. Know, Right, they've, they've got chairs so, out there right, now, right. little tables yeah, in Times yeah, Square, yeah. Uh, and so I can just see your Uncle Bobby sitting at one of those. Rooms. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, we send this guy out, and he, the, he goes, uh, "I'm here at Times Square, Disney store. It just opened in Times Square, and it's a beautiful store. And they say that this represents the changing times of Times Square." Or does it? And then he would go around and he'd pick up the most innocent, like a mermaid doll, and he goes, This is actually a dildo. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he just, I can say that, right? It's a podcast. And then he go, and then he just, and he'd grab another thing, dildo, dildo. So that was the piece. Like he would just go, So we cut it together, and the president of the network, the president of the network on a Friday, which is our dark day, dark day came in to the studio, and he goes, 
you know when your dad's so mad at you he can't see straight and he can't talk? He's like, I saw that piece about Disney. You can't say dildo 12 times in a three-minute piece. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, how many times can you say it? He's like, 11. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, one of There you go. Eleven's enough. Eleven. And he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, honest to God, Paul McCure, so, you got to go see him. Screaming Phenomenal stand. I knew that you and Josh, well, you're basically the same person with just oh, a he's different. Great. You're kidding? You should come to my show. It's free. You'll like that. <laughs> free. Of course, I like that. <laughs> what did you mean by that? <laughs> no, it's free. Free. I'll show up at the door. He said it was free. <laughs> what is this ticket? You cause a stink. Get stuck. Get thrown out. Do you know who I am? I work for Fisher Investments. No, um, I don't. I don't. You're, you should. You should. Come. You ever come to New York? I'll get you tickets to the Late Show. Seriously. You know what? My daughter lives in. My daughter and son-in-law oh, live in New York. Jesus Christ! I didn't think you were going to take me. <laughs> Tom, why didn't you tell me? She lives it. Yeah, she lives in the city. Okay. Sixth um, uh, Sixth Avenue and, and Houston. Okay. Yeah. So we're. At, oh, we're, I love that. Yeah, we're at Fifty uh, Third and Broadway, the Ed Sullivan Theater. Okay, well, I know where that is. I run by there. And, uh, and you're a runner, right? Are you getting I'm chased? Yeah, no, I, 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 love, yeah. I love running in New York City. Yeah, it is. It's great, isn't and it? And I've been running in New York City well, for a lot of decades. Mm. And you're, you're, you know, the, what do you call it? The Disneyfication of Times Time Square. Square. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I ran down. What? It, wait a minute. I'm going through time. Wait a minute. There's... Am I in the right place? <laughs> what town am I in? After they had cleaned, cleaned oh, this up. this is after yeah, they cleaned after it up. After they, right. yeah. It's like. It really did lose oh some of his goodness. character, but like it's, uh, there was, a, yeah. And I used to go running when I worked on, I worked on Wall Street before I did this. And I would do, I did. I, okay. I, I did. Well, no, why would you laugh at that? <laughs> you see, I'm the racist because I'm Italian. Whoa, I'm whoa. Uh, no, he thinks because I'm Italian, I pick grapes. That's what you think, which I do. There's, there's, uh, a, there's a really no, actually, good thing actually, to be you talk Eastern about... European right now. I'm really happy yeah. to be Eastern European. I will tell you. I'm kidding. Italian, no, if you did work on Wall Street, I can understand. In the New York Stock Exchange, you go down on the floor. It's just mostly Italians, yeah. a few Jews, mm -hmm. because the because you're gonna uh, the yell. Floor, the floor, yeah, you have <laughs> to yell. <laughs> but all those jobs that used to be all the floor traders, they were all passed down. Mm. Uh, so they were all f a lot of all family. Yeah. Family people. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did M and A deals. I was a lawyer and then investment banker, and I did M and A deals at uh, well at Wilkie Farring Gallagher, and then at uh, Credit Suisse. And I was doing all-nighters, hostile tender offers, and all of that. And I'd get back to my apartment, which is uh, on the Upper East Side, and I would go for a run down Park Avenue at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and it was the best. The city's quiet, oh, there's yeah. nobody on the street, and you're outside, and it was really cool. Uh, I was violated a couple of times, but it was worth it. Uh, no, it, um, it, it, it's, there's something about running in that city, you're right, and in oh, the park, Central Park. There, there's, there's just so much energy. Yeah. When do you, are you going to be going there? Yeah, I'll probably be going, going there definitely in April. My daughter is... Oh, you're going to be there in April? Definitely did. Yeah, we're not going to be taping then. Too bad. Uh, okay. It's the I one just, month we're dark. I just, <laughs> the whole month is dark. Uh, yeah, no, I would love to, I'd be happy to do that. And okay. have your daughter come. Yeah. Okay. What does she do? 
She is a um, communication, corporate communications consultant. Mm -hmm. So she works on her own. She works, does a lot of work promoting small technology startups. So you used to work on, this is my kid, my two sons used to kid me. You didn't know your daughter was alive until she started working on the New York Stock Exchange. So oh. she worked She worked for the New York Stock Exchange. So she, you, you do insider trading. She feeds you information. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. That's, That's why all. Josh does so well. Hmm. All, all inside. And she's single? <laughs> no, she is married. married. But it's a, if she's young, it's, right, no, it's, it's, it's very, a great it's time for if you're young in that city. Yeah, awesome. she's 37. She's married for two years. She's married to a really nice Catholic boy. Wow. Uh-oh. Did you want to kill yourself? <laughs> no. Didn't know he was Catholic. Why? You're killing me. Who the hell is Jesus? You didn't know he was Catholic? That's hilarious. <laughs> Who's this Jesus guy? Who's this Jesus guy? Well, I, said, I said, so where'd you go to college? He goes, Seton Hall. I said, well, you're not a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> you like him, though? I like him. He's, he's a super, super nice guy. Yeah. Joe Doe. His last his name is Doe. His name is Joe Doe. But I knew, I knew as soon as That's I saw the name of a line of underwear. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe Doe. You want the Joe Doe line of underwear. It's seamless. <laughs> it keeps you dry in private places. Joe Doe. Joe Doe. Joe Doe. How do you spell his last name? D-O-E or D-O-U-E? D-E-A-U-X. Joe Doe. Oh, so he's French. Oh, I, just, I always just call him. It's, his name is not Joe. Or Joseph, it's Jodo. Uh, <laughs> and he's French. Jodo. When he, Tom's getting you know, hungry. He wants to go yeah, around so. the show. You, t- you, t- you talk about people loud. He's been at our family gatherings, and we're just a small family. Yeah. He's like, like your wife met- meeting your family. It's very yeah. jaw drops. Mm. <laughs> and he's he's a he's a. Super but I know smart the, guy. I know the look. It's like it's a deer in the headlights. It's like they need a minute to adjust. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. When my that daughter is... my daughter goes goes to, to his luck, family Tom. for <laughs> for I'm Christmas. I'm just gonna get up and leave. It's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, Tom's still here. Tom's still here. <laughs> well, here, why'd that happen? Yeah, and he's been trying to wrap up the show for about ten minutes. Let me, add, let me, let me do this read for AutoZone. AutoZone. <laughs> You need a muffler. It's on uh, Route 100 next to the... Uh... With Uncle Bobby, you see. <laughs> okay, okay. He'll be out back. All right. See, I can close the show by saying this. I lived in New York City for about seven years. Catherine and I went back and forth from Minneapolis to New York, had a wonderful time, found out that uh, we're going to have a baby in 1980s, early 86. And Andy was born later on that year. And I said, well, we can't raise a kid in downtown, you know, in Manhattan. That's not going to work. But I tell you, to find out that Carnegie's no longer there Mm. and that the Mayalino closed in the Gramercy Hotel, those were two of my favorite places to go. And I'm really sad I could never go again. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. You you should come back. And by the way, I'm sure Andy feels good to know that he crushed your dreams about staying in New York by <laughs> It's not your exactly. fault, Andy. It's not your fault. Um, oh, I've never cared. <laughs> so, Tom, the um, 50th and 8th Avenue. So, um, yep. Carnegie, the old Carnegie Deli was at 55th and 7th. And by the way, it was closed yep. because they just, like, ignored health code violations. <laughs> well, they, like, they, like, rerouted gas pipes and stuff. They did whatever they wanted. But no. the sandwiches were amazing, and it was... I like it better than Katz's. Katz's Deli is still downtown, not far from where right. my daughter lives. 
Right. Yeah. Have it's, you been to Katz's? So, yeah, it's just not the same. I, I like Carnegie better. Yeah. But it, it is fun going into Katz's. Yeah. Now, I do not eat any of the, the meat, so I'm just getting a tuna, <laughs> tuna sandwich. Are you a vegetarian? No, just I, eat, I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. Don't need That's one why pound he's this big and why I'm this yeah. big. Isn't yeah. that a vegetarian? So, you don't eat meat? That's yeah. a good point. We, so, just, we just suck air? How do you live? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a that's fish? It. That's it. No, that's, look that's, at me. That's why I, look I'm at me. Jewish. You're, all, you're Jewish and in denial. You're a vegetarian. Say it. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. And I'm proud of it, damn it. I'm proud of it. If you become a vegan, I'm going to punch you in the face. They're annoying <laughs> it's going on too so far. many levels. Too far. But I, love, I love that. You go up to the counter right. at Katz's, <clears throat> and you, you're waving your money so you can get, mm. give, me, give me a little extra. Give me a little yeah, extra. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and so they opened <laughs> Carnegie um, Diner at 50th and 8th, and it's oh, kind of okay. fancy. <clears throat> and I went, and I'm like, oh. And I read that it was by the, some, the, like the sister, one of the family members of the Carnegie Deli family. And I'm like, oh, this is great. <clears throat> You know, it's going to get that ridiculous heart attack sandwich that's about seven stories tall. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's just the egg salad. <laughs> yeah, God, oh, my God. It's like 14 dozen <laughs> eggs. And they charge you extra for sharing a sandwich. And it was terrible. It was it was just uh, a regular sandwich uh, like that thing. Uh, it had not, none of the character. The place had none of the character. You know, like Carnegie, it was like these cranky old guys. Hey, you want your food? Yeah, they did drop it down. All right, you got to move. We got more people waiting. Like, yeah, it was that. just mm-hmm. long, long tables. Yeah. And you just said, can I sit here? You know. And every uh-huh. picture of every movie star and yeah. Broadway star, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Just a yep. small-time <laughs> actor, big-time actor. And yeah, they're not. It's it's definitely different. There's an Applebee's now in the middle of like Applebee's. I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> go when you're talking. You do have to go. You're kidding you gotta me? Talk about okay. Well, you Very gotta quick. come. I'll get you tickets to the show. Okay, I'll get your phone yeah, number from Tom. Yes, please. I would have. Or you could just be in the same right room now. now. You yeah, can just I'll do it. I'll write it down right now. Very quickly to close the show. Carnegie Deli was like this. Okay, I would sit there. And every day, Henny Youngman used to come through the front door. Henny Youngman was a brilliant comedian who's long dead now. So this is back in the 19, early 1980s. And I'm sitting there, and he would come in every day. And every day when he would come in, he would look at one of the waitresses and go, Hey, honey, your tits are showing. <laughs> Whether they were or not. Whether they were or not, he would say that. And the other time, I said, you know, because they used to have picnic tables in there. They were like picnic tables. It wasn't, wasn't yeah. tables with chairs. And I'm sitting across from this guy, and I'm talking to him, and we talked for about an hour. Just had a wonderful time. Very interesting guy. He's a British guy. And just have a wonderful time and all the rest of it. And he goes, well, um, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm just kind of hanging out. I've been working all day, so I'm hanging out. And he goes, well, you want to? I'm, I'm doing a show. Do you want to come to the show? And I said, yeah, I mean, that'd be great. And he goes, I'm Robert Plant. I had no idea. It was Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. I'm sitting here talking to him for an hour, and it was like we, you know, just hanging out. Oh, that's amazing! An hour Uh, before he said anything. That's great. But that's the Carnegie Deli. You, I don't care who you didn't expect to ever see. They were in the Carnegie Deli back in the day. No doubt about it. Yeah, it was the place, and it's not anymore. And I walked by it, and it's still empty, and the Stein's still there. It's kind of sad. And and I just got that. By the way, I just got Josh's card. So thank you, Josh. (laughs) Oh, You're there you this go. This is weird, though. Catholics not welcome. What is that? <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. It's just, it's just 
you know, they're... It's business. It's business. <laughs> I tell you. It's nothing personal. Uh, nothing uh, that's, personal. That's it. You know, it's just my, my, my daughter's in-laws, all Catholic. Mm. My eldest son's in-laws, all Catholic. Mm. He just doesn't what? want you spending all your money on indulgences. He knows how you people are. Hey, can I just mention real quick, like Tom's been on my podcast more than anybody. He's been on like three times, Inside Out with Paul Mercurio. So people should go. In, and, inside Out? Yeah, so people should go and check it out because uh, we've had some fun conversations. What's it on? It's on everywhere. It's on Apple and Spotify and all the places where you get four million podcasts. Yeah, and stuff, so. <laughs> sure. Do. I could be a guest on on your show. Uh-huh. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to invite, invite yourself. Friend. You know what? Whoa, I'll have one of your whoa, Catholic whoa. in-laws. But you got. <laughs> but yes, you, you could be on. You could be on it. We could talk. We'd love to talk to you about investments. And stuff. Josh, okay. I will tell you this. Um, he's had some pretty good people on. I believe the very first person I ever heard on Paul's show was Paul McCartney. Pretty good guest, huh? Did he have another nice get? Did he have another? Didn't he have another gig? Yeah. group before Wings? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we gotta go. You guys behave, all right? All That's right. fun. See you later, Tommy. Thank you. So Thank much. you. you guys are brilliant. I knew you guys would love it. This is so much. I fun. knew they'd love each other. Yeah, no absolutely. He's the best. All right, Andy. That wraps it up. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you.